Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sockweb Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, International Warring Arthur and Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with the amazing UK filmmaker and entrepreneur and founder of Clear Focus Movies. He produced uh, numerous successful movies, including uh, Attack of the Herbals, the Redwood Massacre series, and also Ghosts of Darkness, The Dark Within, and also collaborated with uh, Army of One, and he's also an advocate of the the independent film industry in Scotland, supporting and promoting work of local filmmakers and helping uh, bring stories globally and to life. And, and he also in the new film, which is basically um, a sweat inducing uh, revenge thriller. And it's about an ancient cult embroiled in a sinister blood deal, making a deadly mistake of basically abducting a young woman with a violent, shocking past. And it's called I Am Rage. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Scotland, somewhere in Aberdeen, um, Alone nestled in the UK, the uh, UK filmmaker, director, entrepreneur, founder of Clear Focus Movies and of the latest movie, I Am Rage. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented David Ryan Keith. David, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, it's good afternoon from here. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And, and it's a great pleasure as well, too, David. So you, you're a UK filmmaker, entrepreneur, a founder of Clear Focus Movies. You've produced a number of successful movies, including Attack of the Herbals, the Redwood Massacre series, Ghost of Darkness, The Dark Within. You also collaborate with uh, Army of One. You're also an advocate of the independent uh, film industry in Scotland and supporting, promoting the work of local filmmakers, trying to get the work out globally. And your new movie, I Am Rage, uh, starring Marta Zvetek and uh, you also got Hannah Berg uh, Benz and Antonia Willens, and uh, it's a revenge thriller. It's about an ancient cult and brawn, a sinister blood making dealing, a mistake, and abducting a young woman with a violent past. And uh, we'll talk more about that. And before getting all that, David, tell us how you first got started. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, in the in the industry, just in the movie industry. Uh, yes, you know, go back to the very beginnings of how I got started. Um, I work. I. I worked in the UK industry for about 10 years. I worked for a, a small film company that kind of touched all the different aspects of media back then, you know, commercials, corporate video, short film, feature movies. And it was really after uh, working there for 10 years and watching other people make their own movies. Uh, we just, Me and my wife, we decided to start up our own company and take the risk, see if we could break into the independent cinema. And since then, I think we've been going about maybe eleven years. We've only oh, made only made six movies. We're seventh on the way, but it's we're. I like to. I was waiting to say we're slowly. I'm like getting older now. I should maybe speed up a little bit. But we're uh, yeah, we're we're still going, and we're you know each movie we try to make a bit bigger, try and open more doors, that kind of thing, and it seems to be working at the moment. Mm, and certainly does. And was it one precise moment to simply influence you into what you do in the rest of your career? Uh, my influence, I, I think it's like most independent directors, it's watching the success of other independent directors that finally break through into like mainstream movies, studio movies, that kind of that kind of thing. So like old directors like Sam Raimi, for instance, would be a good example of someone when I was a kid, I would watch, you know, make those uh, old movies like Evil Dead. And now he's in Hollywood making blockbusters. So it's it's people like that, I guess, over the years of. I even return to his movies now in a weird way to to give me the the push to keep going. You can make it too, that kind of thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I remember I remember the days he did those Spider-Man movies, and that's where he really, you know, really hit it big. You know, he did some work before that, but the Spider-Man movies really uh, put him over the top. 
Yeah, that's right. He, I mean, he really was a true independent filmmaker in a sense. I mean, he was after Evil Dead. It was bigger movies, much bigger budgets than I get to work with. But yeah, when he hit Spider Man, that's when he he kind of got catapulted into the the studio machine. And I mean, he's a success, a real indie success story for people like us anyway that are trying to well not emulate but try and follow in the same footsteps. Mm-hmm. And and of course you're you're looking to do that as well too. We'll be talking about Iron Rage in just a minute. And who are some of your favorite um, filmmakers, producers, and directors growing up? Oh wow! I mean, I well, I was I grew up in the eighties, nineties, so I always think back to like the old movies, like James Cameron, like genre um, genre pictures, you know, like Robocop, Predator, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Stallone. That's what I grew up with. So that's kind of the movies I kind of watched when I was a kid. So, you know, yeah, I guess even I Am Rage is a kind of throwback nod to those those guys I watched even back then. Mm-hmm. Even with Robocop as well, too. And, you know, I kind of get that thought, too. You mentioned that. It kind of had a bit of a Robocop feel to it. Yeah. I think they're just so ingrained. Like, back when I was young, like, I'm 42 now, but remember it was, like, VHS, when you watched a movie, it was a big deal, and you would repeat watching that movie. It's not like today where you just like click off next. Mm-hmm. So you you would watch these movies a lot, and I think they're just kind of stuck in my you know in our my head for for definite. And sometimes a lot of these movies kind of filter through into my indie films, not even with me knowing if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know what you're saying. It's like it, I was thinking saying stuck in rewind. I remember there's a VHS you watch go. Like that, you just um, you know, watching, and you got that uh, that bar just spins and everything else, and then you got the little grain in it and just come kind of d- come down like snowflakes too. So I remember the VHS yeah. movies pretty well. I remember watching those. You know, it's like, okay, where is it nowadays? Like click, click, click. It's like, yeah, yeah what's the point of it? You're right. So <laughs> yeah, it's just so easy to flick through movies now, and it doesn't see the movies today don't seem to have the same impact. I think it's for the same the very reason that there's just so many movies. And back in like the 80s, all of 90s, it was more of like an event to go to the cinema, even getting a VHS and even as it moved up to DVD, it was more of, you know, it was something physical to hold. And yeah, you would watch these movies more than once. And we've kind of lost that over the years, I think. Mm-hmm. And also change in marketing, change in structure, and um, and everything else too. I remember, I remember the days where it's like you know, you know, before VHS, you basically just you know insist by you know Star Wars is coming or let's say uh, Empire Strikes Back, you built it up, and then VHS, it's like you know if you miss it, you can get it on VHS. Now it's just like you can just do it any time, which just kind of takes a thrill out of it. Uh, okay, let's just say. Um, Let's see. Let's say um, Mission Impossible 9. What was like the the latest one to come out? I've lost track of these numbers nowadays. It's like, you know, you can watch any time. It's like, you're right. There's just no buildup these days to it. Yeah, I think, well, for a time, uh, especially movies, there there was like a physical aspect to it. Obviously, they used to show it in the cinema and film and then VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. So even when they in the cinema, there was something physical that you were handing over. And now, I mean, it's kind of depressing in a weird way. When it's digital, you spend like six months in a movie and then you export it to a little key or you upload your movie. It's like a weird feeling to know that there, you know, it just exists digitally that could disappear the next the next day if people choose not to stream it on their sites. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. and, and it's also difficult getting uh, people in the theaters as well, too. And what would be your proposition? Sorry? No, no. As I, you know, then people are getting to movie theaters. That's been a big problem these days. It's like, you know, what would be the idea of getting people back in the theaters? Yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, you you really have, with technology now, your own TVs are getting bigger. It's becomes our, and people are getting lazier, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's true, but like, I still like to go to the cinema for the big screen, the big audio. And, uh, you know, the filmmakers put a lot of work in audio and picture, and then majority of people just watch it on their phone or their laptop. So, yeah, there's depressing elements to the future of uh, cinema, but also the techno technological push is kind of exciting in a weird way. Mm -hmm. And of course, the excitement too with uh, I Am Rage with a uh, filmmaker, film director David Ryan Keith. We'll talk about it in just one minute. But first, you listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at SoundCloudStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundCloud Studios is the answer. SoundCloud Studios offers fast, affordable custom web design that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target where truth is illusion and those you love be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has garnered great reviews. In Evil Evan endorsed by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, m &Ls. So grab your copy today, Four Goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on Apple Music, Odyssey, Pandora, Buzzsprout, Pandora, TuneIn, and more. Also, follow us on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble. Make sure you subscribe. And also on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and uh, Instagram and Facebook. Take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas like Missing Once and Wrinkles, Plus t-shirts, pop suckers, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today and support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and themikewidenershow.com. We're here with UK filmmaker, entrepreneur, and founder of Clear Focus Movies and the latest movie, I Am Rage, David Ryan Keith from Aberdeen, Scotland, here on the Mike Widener Show. And before we talk about the movie, I Am Rage, David, David you did the, the Redwood Massacre series, including uh, the original and also Annihilation. You also collabed with uh, Stephen Dunham of Army of One. Also, Ghost of Darkness, The Dark Within. And, um, you know, tell us more about those films, especially the uh, Redwood Massacre. Yeah, uh, the, the Redwood Massacre was uh, a movie it, when we started up our business, Clear Focus Movies. We decided to fund our own movie. It's hard to get funding for genre films, especially horror. So we took a risk, made that movie, and the, the doors kind of opened to the world of uh, funding. And then years later, we made the second one with um, uh, Danielle Harris, who was in like the old Halloween movies and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it kind of came full circle, super low budget to a lot. I won't say big budget, but, you know, a big enough budget to warrant getting uh, some known names. So, yeah, I've 
I look back in that movie and with a smile, it kind of <laughs> it could have, it could have sank us at the time, but uh, it kind of paid off, and we're still doing it. Mm-hmm. He also did Ghosts of Darkness as well, too. And uh, tell us about that, along with the Dark Within. Uh, Ghosts of Darkness, just just they're just really generic indie movies. Um, but um, yeah, we made the Ghosts of Darkness back in ooh, 2016. Every movie we try and uh, do something kind of different. So that was like a comedy movie as opposed to The Dark Within, which was like a serious psychological movie. So it's just we're just all about kind of trying different things. Hopefully, you know, throw enough out there and see what sticks. And uh, yeah, we're kind of moving into action movies now, so we've got another one coming up. But yeah, it's it's up. It's with all indie movies, it's all up and down. So you're only as good as your last film. I've, um, I'm learning this late, so my fingers are crossed for the the next one. Mm-hmm. And certainly, indeed, too. And of course, you've been an advocate of the uh, film industry in Scotland for quite some time, and uh, supporting promoting work of local filmmakers and helping uh, bring the stories out globally and to life as well too. And um, maybe a bit more about it. And is there some kind of organization that you form? Is there an organization you're involved with? And maybe some of the prominent filmmakers in uh, Scotland as well. Maybe you can talk about, uh, you, know, you know, some of the, the organization, the work you're involved with. And also who are some of the known uh, Scottish filmmakers that have made a big and also some more of the um, up and coming. I mean, Scotland. Scotland's a very small country, and we do have like a film organisation here called Creative Scotland. But it's more, it's they're more tailored for bigger productions. They lean more towards studio films, basically, you know, things that will bring in more money. So on the independent circuit, especially for anyone trying to make like a genre film, say a horror or action. Sadly, they kind of steer away. And I mean, this is only my experience. We lean more towards like artistic movies, that kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of hard up here to um, break in. You know, it's 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 a weird one. But um, yeah, there's there there is still quite a lot of filmmakers in Scotland at various heights. I mean, they had um, the the Tetris movie that just came out. Yes, that a was Tetris a, movie. Uh huh. That was directed by a guy who was from Aberdeen, Scotland, hmm. and he actually came back to Aberdeen and used Aberdeen in the movie uh, to substitute for a rundown Russia, which kind of puts our city of Aberdeen in bad light. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so, so I thought that was pretty fun. But there's there is quite a, there's a few people I know that are like me, kind of. My my whole thing is I'm trying to kind of carve my way and get out of Scotland to shoot in the US, but the, the, the US producers I work with prefer shooting in Scotland because it's visually something different for you guys to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird, it's a weird one. I'm wanting to go out and they're still wanting to come in. So, I mean, either way, I'm happy to keep making movies, but yeah, I think it's a tough one in the UK. It's, it's, I think genre movies are seen kind of differently here. Like, say, in, for instance, a slasher, you they more look down at you for trying to make that kind of movie, even though the audience worldwide is huge. So it's one of those. Yeah. I need to come mm-hmm. to the U.S. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. I, I know what you mean. And if you ever pick a genre, what would, what, what genre would it be and why? I... 
I like action. I like the action genre, and I like the horror genre. I love the horror fans. Um, uh, the, the kind of movies I want to make and do make are kind of like fun popcorn horrors, which <laughs> don't don't always work out the best for me as a filmmaker because, you know, there's a side of filmmaking that's um, quite artistic, and you know, I'm making a film about flowers, you know. I'm going to win all the awards, and if I and then I'm like, oh, I'm making a slasher movie. You can see where the you know the different lies, but <laughs> killer flowers. I can imagine that killer flowers. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm like it. It just doesn't interest me. I like to, to try and make movies that just kind of entertain you for 90 minutes. You kind of switch off your brain. You know, well, that was fun to watch. And then if you want to watch a serious film, yeah, you still got time. <laughs> <laughs> And, and of course, there's time to, uh, you know, talk about a potentially great um, I Am Rage and starring uh, Marta Zvetek and also Hannah Berg-Benz uh, and also Antonia Willens. And um, it's it's basically, it's about uh, an ancient cult of brothers and sinister blood um, plot, making a deadly mistake, abducting a young woman with a violent, shocking past. And uh, tell us a bit more about uh, I Am Rage and what inspired you to, uh, to, to work on it. So it's an action movie. It's like a kind of throwback to like the 80s, 90s movies, like like I said earlier. It's yeah, it was completely designed just to be a fun popcorn uh, uh popcorn movie. It, you know, it's not too taxing on the audience. Uh it was kind of inspired. I mean, it's a real boring story how we got the movie, but it was just kind of presented to me. And luckily I got a chance to uh, get involved with the script. And over here in Scotland. And like many people, I guess, I watch a lot of conspiracy theories. So it's quite easy to draw on some of those conspiracy theories to try and give a, the action movie a tired formula, just kind of a different edge. Mm. Hopefully it's hopefully it's worked. Mm. I mean, the, movie, the movie's been out for like 10 days now, so I'll, I'll be finding out soon once the audience quite rightly get back to me, mm -hmm. which they, they always do. <laughs> mm -hmm. And generally do as well. It sounds like an interesting movie. What are some of the conspiracy theories that are involved in the movie? Of course, not give away too much, but you mentioned conspiracy theories, and there's a lot of it, and there's plenty out there. What are some of the theories that you present in the movie? Uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's Well, you know, the Freemasons started up in Scotland, so there's an, a, a cult element in this movie, and it's easy to go around Scotland. And if you don't know what you're looking for, but like the Freemasonry symbols are all around our cities and like oh, people pass by and don't really notice. But if you look into it, it's easy just to. So I find that kind of interesting. So I kind of try to put like the kind of a hyper version of what a cult might be. But one of the the big things I put in was about adrenochrome, which at the time I just thought was like a very disgusting conspiracy theory that would be like a kind of original angle I could put into the movie. And then, of course, with the movie The Sound of Freedom coming out and the guys who made that openly talking about adrenochrome as a real thing that happens... Oh, a, I was, a uh, I'd like to hear more about that. That's new to me. So, so do you know nothing about adrenochrome before I? A a absolutely not. You know what? That's the first person to ask, and I don't know nothing about it. I'd love to hear more about it. So it's, I'm probably not the authority to speak on it. I mean, I loosely put it into the movie, but um, so adrenochrome, how do I explain that? So the the, the I'll say the conspiracy is uh rich people can have health benefits 
benefits from younger people's blood, but mm. the blood the blood has to be adrenalized. So in order to do that, they will torture their victims, the kids, to the point of death before extracting this blood. That's mm. the conspiracy. And okay. apparently this has got great health benefits for people like transfusing your blood, taking old blood out and putting new blood in. Mm. So I, fi- I find this all interesting and crazy. And I put this into the movie. And yeah, I mean, right now I'm watching podcasts about people coming forward saying that this is actually what's happening in the in the world with child traffickings. It's a huge part of it. So oh, it's a bit wow. like, ugh. so I'm kind of regretful for putting it in the movie now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sh- sorry. No, but I was going to say, it's also a good lesson learned too. It's almost like, you know, keeping them young forever and everything else like that. So we all it, understand that part, but you can continue on what you're saying as well. Yeah, I think like I do, I do it in the movie, like they've been, they live forever. But I think in the real world, I think it just kind of rejuvenates your body. So I've taken it to an extreme, but I guess that's one of the things you go down the conspiracy rabbit holes and you can find a lot of weird stuff. And then turns out some of it might actually be true. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, be, right, be careful, yeah. <laughs> be careful what you look for. <laughs> or what you wish for, they say it too. And of course, um, yeah. they, they thought they, um, you know, you know, scored a coup and then, you know, taking on a young woman, but then realized she had a violent, shocking past, maybe more a bit about the past and um, everything like that. Yeah, I mean we're 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 ticking off the action tropes of action movies in this film, but I think um, we kind of made it more hyper reality. It's almost set in its own kind of weird fake bubble world. Nothing's quite realistic about this movie. You know, the antagonist does martial arts for no reason at all. It's that kind of fun turn your brain off for 90 minutes movie revenge you know everyone loves a revenge film so it's just yeah i guess my word of the day is fun it's a fun fun movie a a fun rage you could say a fun rage so i like that that's that's a new genre i think you just came up with a fun rage so (laughs) yeah yeah if you like watching people die and beat each other up then this movie is a lot of fun Mm-hmm. And, it's, <laughs> and it sounds like it too. And uh, where can we find uh, I Am Rage and all your works at, David? So I think I Am Rage at the moment is out on Apple TV, Amazon, Voodoo, uh, just the usual platforms for VOD. And you, I mean, you can catch my other movies on the same platforms or uh, and also YouTube. So yeah, they're easily accessible and still kicking about for anyone that can find them. Okay, we're certainly checking out as well, too. What's coming up for David Ryan Keith? We'll find out just one minute. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by Soundweb Studios, and brought to you by official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mina Molson's The Missing. We'll be back with a UK filmmaker, entrepreneur, founder of Clear Focus Movies, and Eye of Rage, David Ryan Keith, after this time. We're back, amazing, multi-talented David Ryan Keith of I Am Rage here on the Mike Wagner Show. And we cover a lot of ground about, um, you know, your works in Scotland, your movies, especially about I Am Rage. What else can we expect from you in 2023 and beyond, David? So we're just going into pre-production for another big action movie. It was uh, an action movie that was going to happen before COVID happened and it got killed and squished. So I'm super happy that we've kind of went come full circle in that movie. So we're just kind of, 
looking at the casting of the film, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's one of the it's it's what a script I did years ago, and it's something I thought I'd never get to make. So it's finally I'm like it's a film I want to make. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it this time. And certainly amazing too. And uh, keep us up to date on that, David. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Pardon? Who do you consider biggest influence in your career? In my career, wow. That's a hard one. I mean, it can be in general. Oh, I mean, it go, it, again, it just goes back to the old classic filmmakers, Sam Raimi, John Carpenter, James Cameron. I think you got anyone that makes movies, regardless if you watch artistic content, you can watch those kind of genre directors and uh, appreciate what they did all those years ago. And arguably their films they made back then are better than the kind of generic movies they're pumping out now. So it's hard not to be inspired by the the old guard, the old masters of cinema. Mm -hmm. And certainly did as well. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? My, my advice for uh, people that want to be indie filmmakers is you just got to keep pushing. It's, you know, you got to keep knocking on the doors and uh, eventually, you know, things will happen. It's You've got to, it's a hard one. It's a, it's a hard life doing indie movies. I mean, it's a hard thing to even make the indie movies, but um, with today's technology, everything's more accessible. So you just got to kind of find the right people, cross your fingers and get ready for the very cold, financially poor days ahead. <laughs> mm -hmm. And certainly did as well too. And uh, wish y'all best. We're here with David Ryan Keith of I Am Rage and uh, of Clear Focus Movies here on the Mike Wagner Show. David, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live have you back once again. What's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your works? You can catch me on YouTube, uh, Clear Focus Movies. That's the best way. We'll certainly check that out. Once again, David, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up thank to you. date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Wish you all best. And David, you definitely have a great future ahead of you. Thank you very much.